2: in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called coach
0: I gotta ask you this out there Christian America
2: it's time for pass the salt with a coach Dave dabbenmer
0: well happy 2086 Isn't that amazing 2086 can you guys think of well you probably can anything in your life that you've done 2086 times <laughs> That's a bunch. I don't even know. Have I even walked 2,086 steps at one time? Have I ever? I'd It'd be quite a while. Anyway, this is show 2,086. Uh, appreciate y'all being here. I, I, I reflect often on how the heck I, man, when I started doing this show 2,086, five shows ago, my little, golly, my little spare office there at Woody Knoll. Mike Heath got me up and running and introduced me to to Jared and here we are doing this thing. And some of you have been with us for a long time. And uh I I just I was reflecting this morning as I as I was doing my show prep and all that kind of stuff. At, at, uh wow, how much how much the world's changed in those two thousand and seven eighty-six shows. And I've been talking about it and warning and prepping and all that stuff we get shot. Get caught up in, and the Lord really gave me a word for today, and so i want to jump on that today and write it here the best I can. So if you just bear with me, I'm um, uh, I'm going to do a little bit of a how, how, how would I say it? <clears throat> pull up, um, I didn't tell you, Luke, uh, what's your name? Your name's is uh, uh, Spencer, pull up for me, Spencer, I just uh, uh, Googled this and it came up, Luke 10. Luke, ten, verse nineteen. So look, no hands up or anything yet. I want to. I want to try to lay this out in front of all of us. This is what the. This is what the Holy Spirit gave me this morning. Sometimes He gives you stuff and I don't know what to do with it. He gave me this and I think I sort of know what to do with it. it says, behold. I give unto you power.
3: To tread on serpents, and scorpions. And over all of the power of the enemy, and nothing
0: shall by any means hurt you. And then I, th- I read that scripture, and I thought about that scripture, uh, even though it's in Luke. Luke doesn't always put the Jesus' words in red, but this is, this is a quote from the Lord. Behold! I give you power to tread on serpents. What are serpents and scorpions? We could we could argue back and forth about what those what those things are. But there certainly nobody in the queue here, what listening today, is happy when they run into a serpent or a scorpion. Probably not very good. And I would think that serpents and scorpions are uh, are are uh, what's the word? Synonyms, symbols of death, destruction, harm, danger. I would I would think. So, behold, I give you power to tread on scorpions, serpents, and scorpions. He wasn't talking about he wasn't talking about snakes and bugs. I mean, he was, but he wasn't really, right? I don't need any power to st- to tread on a snake. I don't need any. I just need a good pair of boots. But, uh, I don't need any, I don't need any power to tread on scorpions. I just need me a I just need me some bug spray, right? So when he said that, even though I take the Bible literally, a lot of times it's figurative. Uh, Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So I was reading that this morning and I thought, Huh?
3: Lord, everywhere I look, people are hurt. Everywhere I look,
0: people are, marriages are messed up, families are messed up relationships are messed up, everything. What is going on? And we can do all we want to, uh, to gripe and moan and complain. And I can come in here every day and I can say, boy, did you know that here's what they're doing here and here's what they're doing there. And and the bottom line comes back to this. When Jesus said in Matthew... I think he said it also in John. It could be wrong, but I I think he did. All power has been given unto me, both in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore. Do what? Teach them to observe all I've commanded you. Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. So at the heart of Christianity, the very heart of it, out of the horse's mouth, is power. If you have Christ and you don't have power, you don't have Christ. And by the way, power can also be, a, a synonym of power can be authority. But see, you can have power without
3: authority. But you can't have authority without power. Well, We are you talking about, Willis?
0: Yeah, you can't have power without authority. And so I, I did a little. I did a little uh, study today. I went to where? Where do I want to go? I went to the dictionary. And I pulled up power. I didn't number it, Spencer. It's right there. It's third, third one down. Power. I'm talking to each and every one of us now. Had a discussion with Michelle before I came down because of an issue that we're dealing with, and I asked myself, I asked her, I asked her, well, what power do we have to change it? What power do we have? And Webster said, power is, in a philosophical sense, the faculty of doing and performing anything. Wait a minute, hey Spence. We better go back and look at faculty, because that's a pretty important word here, isn't it? I know a lot of you went to school where you had a faculty. What is a faculty? A faculty is the power of the mind or intellect, which enables it to receive, revive, or modify perceptions. No wonder they call your high school faculty. (laughs) They're changing your mind, aren't they? The power of the mind or intellect, which enables it to receive, revive, or modify perceptions. The faculty. Do you ever say anybody? You got your faculties about you, but it also says number two: it's the power of doing anything. Ability. There is no faculty or power in creatures which can rightly perform its function without the perpetual aid of a supreme being. So, a faculty is the power of performing any action. That's faculty, power, power. So, ask yourself this: We need to all ask ourselves here today, what power? Do we have? Do we have any power of being a Christian? Is Christianity really just about us going to church and feeling good in praise and worship and then going home and then just fighting off the devil all week so we can get back to church on Wednesday night and go to praise and worship and hear a good message and feel good again, only to go home and put it off, fight it off for another three or four days if I can just get... Really? Is that really... Something's missing, isn't it, friends? Isn't there something missing, not only in the American church, isn't there something missing in the American Christian? And I begin to think, ruminate, that means to think, run through my mind over and over and over and over and over of how many people I come across every day who seem powerless to do anything about their situation. Would somebody say amen? Somebody say amen. So I know i got one friend out there. Amen. We're powerless. We seem to be powerless. Why are we? All power has been given unto me both in heaven and earth, the Bible says. Go ye therefore. In fact, Spencer, uh, is there any church in a power? Is there any, I'm sorry, is there any power in the church? Any power in the church? You know, I saw yesterday, Sunday, that uh, Joel Osteen's church got shot up by some transgender, of course. Boy, there's a message in there, isn't it? The guy who would speak least about transgenderism is Joel Osteen, and yet some tranny shows up with a gun. Oh, oh, there's a message there for sure. There's a message. And the message is the misuse of power, the misdirection of power. 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 What do you feel like you have power over? I mean, really, when it gets right down down to it, and why is it so many of you? I'm I'm talking human nature now, human nature. Why is it so many of us want the power that other people have, but don't use the power they got? Why is that? I've said this to Clay a number of times. I'm not picking on Clay. I just see his see his face sitting there. Clay 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 would like to start a podcast, and I say two things. Number one. Why aren't you? Do you have the power to do it? And number two, do you want to steal power? Is that what you want to do? You want to steal my power? I'm not saying about clay, right? I'm, so a lot of times people want to get around powerful people because why? They have, these powerful people have power. And there are people sometimes, don't take this wrong, I'm just telling you the truth. And you can swallow it or you can spit it out. I don't care. There are some people who try to come in here and steal my power. What do I mean by my power? My audience. My my audience has become my power, my 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 influence, my it's it's what I work through, right? And people sit, I'm not I'm not criticizing you. Please don't take it that way. What power do you have? Right where you live, what power and authority do you have to influence the situation around you? As opposed to complaining about it and picking up the phone and calling to somebody else and complain to them about it. And then you complain back and forth about what power. I just said it to my wife. When I came down here today, I said we gotta look at this situation that I'm talking about. We gotta look at this situation and we gotta figure out, okay, what can we do about it? Not worry about it, not talk about it, not pray about it. Yeah, we'll pray about it. But what power do we have to control that? And until you and I come to the realization that what we have all power in every situation, but we don't know how to use it. You know, you come in here all the time. You come, yeah. it sounded awful. You guys join me in the mornings here, and I talk about all these things I can't do. I told my wife, smack me in the mouth if you ever hear me again say, I can't fix anything. I can't fix anything, right? Well, why would I say that? Why would I say that when I want so badly to be able to fix things? And what do I do? Well, I steal Clay's gift and he'll fix it. Or I can steal Steve Deck's gift, and he he fix it, which is okay. But as long as I understand that what I'm doing is I'm exercising my power to be selective to get somebody to cure that problem that I can't handle. And how many of you are dealing with a problem, whether it be family, whether it be business, whether it be social, whatever it be, when in fact you have power to do something about it, but you don't have any idea what that power is? Somebody say amen because I'm really hammering it. You may not be receiving it, but I'm really, Amen. you're really hammering it. I'm really hammering it. So I looked, uh, I said, uh, power, power, power may ex." This is, Webster's amazing. Power may exist without exertion. What? Oh, yeah. We have power to speak when we are silent. In fact, silence can be a very powerful thing, can it not? Hmm? Knowing when to speak, where to speak, what to speak, knowing when not to speak. Webster says power has been distinguished also into active and passive. Hmm. The power of doing or moving. Scroll on down, Spence. It's good stuff, man. In strict in strictness, passive power is an absurd in terms. To see that gold has power be melted as improper language. Yet for want of a more appropriate word, power is often used in passive sense as, and is considered as a twofold vis-a-vis, the, be able to make or able to receive any change. Do you have the power? Ask yourself this, no matter what that situation is, do you have the power to do something about it? And if you do, are you exercising that power properly? And I would say that most of you, including Coach Dave, would be, yes, I have the power, and no, I'm not exercising it. And why am I not exercising it? I don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. I don't want to make waves. I'm afraid of what others might think. Because the Bible says all power has been given unto me, both in heaven and earth. And I thought, Golly, that's an interesting thing. Spencer, pull up number. Make sure you get the right one. Uh, Is that it? That's not it. (laughs) Uh, What is the power? Yeah, what is is the power of God? Pull that up there. Pull that up there, Spencer. It's right after number one. Right after number one. It says, what is the power of God? So I I went, look, look, are you listening to me? Oh, man. The
3: demonstration of power.
0: Look what the Bible says about this over and over and over. 1 Corinthians, and my speech and my message was not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Why? Because there is power behind the Spirit, the Spirit is the power. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Romans fifteen nine. By the power of signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that Jerusalem and all the way around to Elysium and I have fulfilled the ministry of the gospel of Christ. By power, for God gave unto us not a spirit of fear, but he gave us a spirit of power and love and sound mind. For the kingdom of God does not consist in talk, but in power, so that your faith may not rest in wisdom of men, but in the power and demonstration of God. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And I was with you in weakness and fear and much trembling. And my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of the power. When I came to you, brothers, did not I come proclaiming you the testimony of God with lofty speech of wisdom, how God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit and power. And he can, when he comes, he will convict the word concerning sin and judgment. And behold, I'm sending the promise of my Father upon you, but, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high, on and on and on and on. Let me ask you something. Why do we have so little power? Why does the American
3: church Vis-à-vis you and I, why do we have so little power to affect change?
0: I don't. I think I know the answer, but I don't know the answer. All power been given unto me. Where was that? Luke eight. Was that Luke ten eighteen? Where was that, Spence? First one, throw that back. Behold, I give you the power to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. How much power, Clay?
3: Huh? Just a little bit of it? Huh? Just a little bit of a little bit of that stuff?
0: No, no. That's right, Vinny. Huh? The fact that we have the power. The Bible says for you to know to do good and not to do it. To you, it is sin. Yes, Danica. Danica says, I didn't know I had it. (laughs) I didn't know I had that power. Nobody ever told me I had that power. See if your your marriage is messed up. It's because you're not exerting your power. See, wait, what? Being boss? No, 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 no. Oh, no, no. Sometimes the most powerful thing you can do is submit. Sometimes, sometimes the most powerful thing you can do is keep your mouth shut. Sometimes the most powerful thing you can do is speak. But you got to know when. And see, we have, we have misidentified
3: power as silence.
0: In other words, see all this transgenderism, crazy stuff going on around us, and we just keep our mouths shut because we want to go along to get along, and we don't want to upset anybody. And by the way,
3: scorpions and serpents. Mm. What's a scorpion in Webster's? See if that's in there. What's a scorpion, Spencer? A scorpion. In
0: zoology, it's an insect of the genus Scorpio, or rather, the genus, genus itself explains several species, natives of southern or warm climates. And the scorpion has eight feet, two claws in front, eight eyes. Three on each side of the thorax and two on the back. The long jointed tail ending in a pointed weapon or sting. It's found in the south of Europe where it seldom exceeds four inches in length. In tropical climates, it grows to a foot in length. It resembles a lobster. The sting of this animal is sometimes fatal. But in Scripture, it's a painful scourge. A kind of whip. Armed with points like a scorpion's tail. Do you guys know that? I didn't know that. They said they have the power to tread over scorpions. He's talking about the power to take a whipping. Do you understand that? Malicious and crafty men who delight in injuring others are compared to scorpions in Ezekiel 2. In astronomy, it's the eighth sign of the zodiac, which the sun enters on October. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Huh? Why are we so powerless? Oh, Lord, this is so deep. It's so deep. You guys think God was lying? Do you think he was lying when he said, all power is given unto me, both in heaven and earth go ye therefore? But why is it you look around your life? You're, I'm talking about me. I look around my life, and my life is totally in disarray over things that I have the power to do something about.
3: Why don't I do it? Hmm?
0: why don't I do it? I don't know. Because power is no good if you don't exert it. Anybody heard of potential energy?
3: Hmm. I'll ask you a question.
0: Oh, I just heard, boy, I love the Holy Spirit. He just, boom, gave me that scripture. You ready? Spencer, you can dig it up if you want to. I'm just going to quote it. You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you. It's, it's, it's
3: Luke in it, we just did it.
0: You shall receive power.
3: But you shall receive power. Power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you.
0: By the way, and because you're gonna have that power, you're gonna be a witness, baby. Both Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you ain't got no power. And the Holy Spirit gives you the power to tread over fear, worry, concern, all those little serpents, and all those little snakes, and all those little... uh, Scorpion, when I said that, that are dispowering, that are stealing all of your power and authority. All of them, you have the power to tread on them, but you won't do it. Amen. And whatever that thing that is in your family, whether it's your spouse, whether it's your child, whatever it is that is constantly making you miserable, it's making you miserable because you have the power to do something about it and won't do it. Somebody say amen. Amen. You ain't going to do it because they're going to get mad at you, right? Like I remember when I was coaching. <laughs> I loved being coached because why? I had power and authority. And I remember telling one guy one time, he says, listen, <laughs> uh, you got a, a young kid, right? He so, says, listen, seems to me this is a battle between the wills. <laughs> you want to do it your way, and you want to do it, and I want to do it my way. And here's the truth. When you, get, when you do it your way, I get upset. I don't want to be upset. So you're either going to do it my way or you're not
3: going to play. And what happens?
0: He does it my way (laughs) because he wants to play. So think about the situations that you find yourself in all around you. Are you in the mess that you are in because you have compromised the power and authority that you have in that situation, and you won't do it because of feelings, don't hurt somebody's feelings, whatever. And listen, power
3: and authority brings peace.
0: This is really good. I don't know if I'm getting it to you good. Really good. And so I was having a discussion with Michelle before I came down here this morning, before I came down there. Uh. Well, that's going to continue till we do something about it. <laughs> hey, church, can I show you this? Hey, uh, sure I can. Pull up, pull up number three. Now I'm going to open it up. Oh, I got, I got so much to talk to you about power and authority. Maybe I'll make this a two-parter. Look at this. Don't ask me where I found it. I find all kinds of good stuff. Percentage of self. I, excuse me. Got hiccups. Percentage of self-identified evangelicals who attend church each week in the United States. Can you pull that up? Can you pull it up? Make it a little bit bigger. Okay, stay right there. This is the percentage of American adults who go to church every Sunday. In the Bible Belt, the Bible Belt, it tips in at 27%. Not even one in three. Hmm? Utah, 7%. What's it look like up in Connecticut up here where Joe Biden's from? 6% of people in Connecticut go to church. 7% of them in New Jersey. Ohio, boom, 12%. Now, here's what we have to ask ourselves. Why? Are these people not believers? Are they non-Christians? Why? Why are they not going to church? Yeah, Wes, I guess Obama was right when he said, we're no longer a Christian nation. Hang on a minute. Do you have to go to church to be a Christian? Well, we should, but you don't have to be. Do you? So, see, to me, this right here is a reflection of the fact that people are sick and tired—not of Christianity, but of church. Look at look at the Bible Belt there. Isn't that something? Twenty percent, twenty Arkansas, twenty-two. Hey, are you looking at me, friends? That's only one in five. If you get a twenty-two percent on your test. They throw you out of the class. Arkansas tips in there at 24%. Even down there, Cajun country, where Dale Socha's feeding up all them scorpions, those water scorpions, Dale, only 18% of people down there are going to church. Now, folks, is the problem with Christianity or is the problem there's no power in the church? Why would you go?
3: Amen. That's the bottom line,
0: isn't it? Yeah, I don't know if you know this. Did you guys, this is unbelievable. Unbelievable. I was looking the other day. I don't have it in front of me. It's $5,000 for a ticket to the Super Bowl. Huh? Yeah. A hot dog was 25 bucks. And they had people standing in line to get in. Amen. So it ain't money, is it, folks? See, we just love to say that about church. Well, I don't want to go to church. All they do is talk about money. Well, that's all the Super Bowl was, talk about money. And people don't care. Did you see this? I know you didn't. $48 billion, I think the number is, I could be wrong, changed hands on betting in the Super Bowl. $48 billion. So it ain't money. Although money is power, isn't it? Let's be honest.
3: Money is power. So we
0: want to know why we're in the mess that we're in. Look right there. Can I tell you something? You know why they hate Donald Trump? I'm not going to get into the Donald Trump.
3: They hate authority.
0: Right there it is. They hate authority. And they don't, if the pastors boned up and started talking a little bit more harsh like Donald Trump, the sissy Christians wouldn't be as offended as they are. But they're hearing soft gospel with no power. And then when somebody comes who's, uh, Loud mouth like me, it turns them off. Oh, oh, oh. He yells. Right? You with me? What happened to the power? Where's the power? Now, I'm talking to you, to me, I'm talking to me and to my wife today. But I'm also, you're listening in. What power do you have? In the situation that you are in, that you are dealing with, that causes you most of the problems, what power do you have over it? Because you do have some. But here, see, you may be trying to exert or execute power you don't have. I don't have the power to tell Clay what to do. I can suggest it to him, but I don't have the power to do it. I I, I can tell you this. I don't even have the power... To tell Michelle what to do. In fact, she doesn't use this word, but she should. Because sometimes when I tell her to say something, her response is, oh, yeah? <laughs> right? I don't have any power over her, right?
3: But I do. You know what power I have
0: over? Oh, yeah. I could go out and get her some flowers and bring home a nice pizza, put up some candlelight, and she and I, and she'd melt my hands. Because, see, I do have the power. I just don't recognize it. I just don't apply it. I'm too quick to strike back in a way that she doesn't receive it. And then that causes us, I'm not trying to be a psychologist, i dime, dime store psychologist here, but that drives us then, <clears throat> then into lack of faith. So well, I just told him a thousand times and he just doesn't listen. He just doesn't. So you're repeating the devil, right? You're repeating. Yeah, you the power. Yeah, the power. But we don't have to, we don't know how best to use it, how to execute it. I I just want to care if motivation is part
3: of power. If some pastor could see right now,
0: I'm just, I, I just use pastors because I use pastor. He's struggling, small congregation, got a good message, genuine heart for the Lord, tries to serve the Lord. I wonder if I could go to him and say, listen, if you start preaching this sermon, this, this message here, I guarantee you that in a year you'll have a million dollars. Would he do it, Betty? Would he do it? If I went to him and said, I guarantee you, if you start preaching this a year from today, you're going to have a million dollars. I'll give you a million dollars if you do it for a year. Would he do it? See, I think he would.
3: I think he would. Because the reward on the end of the on the stick, the reward. And so we're controlled by
0: what motivates us? Why do I want a bigger church? Why do I want a bigger audience? Why do I want to have a podcast? Why? It's issues of the heart. And why doesn't it bother me that I sit around here and I, and I see my precious 10 grandchildren? Pull those numbers back up, Spence, about the Christians why would i raise my children christian when 88% of ohio is going to be against them but is 88% of ohio really against them or are they looking for power because the bible tells us that the an evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. What's the sign? Power. Power. I was driving down the road yesterday and all a big traffic jam. I thought, what the heck's going on? Something's going on here. What is it? What is it? What are all these cars doing here? I went up there. It was a fender bender. Oh, I see the cause and effect. Cause and effect. Is there any cause and effect in the church regarding the culture? Is, is the church trying at all, at all to impact the culture? And I would say no. Now, I was going to spend, I'm going to let you get in there. I was going to get in there. I was going to talk more about, uh, oh, I'm reading that. I was going to talk more about power. I got a lot more to talk about it, but I I want you to, uh, I'm going to open it up. I want you to do some self-analysis, not on the air. I want you to ask yourself, the biggest thing going on in your life that is causing you a headache. Do you have the power to do anything about it? And are you exercising your power correctly, your power and your authority? Are you doing the right thing? Did anybody ever ever hear, love them into the kingdom? Sometimes you got to love them into the kingdom, even though you don't love them. That's part of your power. The power to understand Which button to push? And if you're sitting in a pile of doo-doo, I can promise you this. It's your own fault. And you can get up and walk out of it tomorrow. But you're going to have to change some things. You're going to have to exercise some power and authority that is uncomfortable for you to do it. Come on in, Jeff.
4: Coach, the church doesn't want to use the power. This, you said
0: first of all, they don't know if they have it, but if they have it, they don't want to use it.
4: When you, d- you said earlier, think about this one. I thought of this when you said this. The tranny used their authority and power on one of the biggest named churches in America mm-hmm. and just sent a message, don't you mess with
0: us. Amen. <laughs> one, one mixed up individual with a gun causes a national crisis, right? What what power was he executing? Well, I don't know. You call whatever you want to, but you got to admit he had power. I've often said to my wife, uh, golly, what could I do? What would be the message if I could go somehow get a swing and hang it from the Washington's monument? And I'd swing back and forth. Would I get attention? Would I get attention? I'd probably get attention. This is the kind of attention I would want? No, but I have the power to get attention. We all do, right? I can run naked down the street. I'd give, me, I'd give me some attention. Is it the attention I'm after or the power and authority that comes with It comes with it. See, what's really important for us all to understand, sometimes perceived power is more important than real power. Perceived. The power the other team thinks you have. And that's why I said, if we just if we just began to show up in mass at school board meetings, do you understand the message that sends? How easy that is to do, and we won't do it. We'd rather complain about what they're teaching in our schools. And so I'm going to stand before the Lord. And I'm going to say, Lord, I gotta tell you something after I die, right? And he and I are having a debate on whether I get in or not. I said, Lord, I saw, I've man, I was so frustrated about that. They were killing babies. And I was down there and they were teaching little kids to cut off their organs. Like, oh, Lord, I was trying to do science that I, I know, man. He said, by the way, I gave you uh, I deputized you to do something about it. What'd you do coach? Well, I did a lot of complaining. I had a show. I had a show. Yeah. He said, coach, I gave you all power. I gave you all power and authority to go do something about it. Why didn't you go do it? Well, I, 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 don't, I don't know. That's where we are, is it not? That's where we are. Now, we understand this. All power comes from God. But God works through people. He, you're a conduit. You're a conduit. Mm. I'm going to get, I'm going to, yeah, I won't do that. I'm, th- I'm thinking to myself, come on, I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you. I want you to ask yourself right now, that mess that I'm sitting in, that sometimes I can't sleep at night. Huh? What can I do about it? What can I do about it? Is it financial? Is it fine? Is that what it is? Are you, are you, are you burdened by financial things? Can't sleep at night because you can't pay your bills? Well, hell get two jobs, get another job. What do you mean you can't do anything about it? You don't want to do anything about it. You can't do anything about it? Well, stop buying that Starbucks. What do you mean you can't do anything about it? Well, I'm not just not getting along with my wife, you know. She, um, what, what, really? Well, why don't you love on her? Why don't you appreciate her, love on her, and help her? Why don't you turn the heart of the mother, uh, the, your wife back to, back to you? What do you mean you can't do it? Well, you can't do it because you don't want to do it. You're mad at them. Be like a servant. Stuff that's that's hard stuff. Point in, Jack.
2: Yo, know, thanks for stepping on my toes, Coach. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, just, just want to give you two 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 quick examples of what you're just talking about. We had a big Republican committee meeting, and there are all kinds of candidates, and about eight of them, and every one of them went down the list of things that are wrong. Afterwards, I approached a few of them, and I said, "Look, I get it. I get it." We all know what's wrong. But if you don't come up with one solution to one of those things, nobody's going to hear you because everybody's complaining. Pick one of those things that you know is wrong and find a solution and hang your hat on it. You'll either win or lose. Stop complaining. <laughs> and then the other the other example of authority and power, um, at, at one point in my life I had a fair amount of authority, and we'd get some new people in and they'd be working with me and working for me around the ship and whatnot. And they'd want to do things differently. And I had the authority to say, no, for about two months, you're going to do it my way. I had the power to enforce that. At the end of that time, if you have a better idea, I want to hear about it. So I had the authority to change it, but I had the power to enforce it right there, right then. You will do it my way because this works. And it's we're responsible for the safety of all this whole thing, and it's got to work, so you'll do it my way in two months, we'll sit down, and if you've got a better way, we'll change it.
0: Amen. so Jack, they would call that a hey Spencer they would call that an insurrection. Pull that what's an insurrection, Spencer? according to Webster. They may not even they made up that word on us, probably, but an insurrection is a rebellion, right? Insurrection is what. A rising against civil political authority, the open and active opposition of a number of persons to the execution of law in a city or a state. Now, look, you can have an insurrection in your own home. In fact, some of you have dealt with it. Insurrections in your marriage, which is the misapplication of of power and authority. The misapplication of power and authority leads to an insurrection. Number two, a rising in mass to oppose an enemy. Why isn't there? Why don't we have a spiritual insurrection against the forces of darkness? Why isn't there one? We're supposed to play.
4: Well, I was thinking about when Jesus went in and uh, cleared that temple, he fashioned that whip and went and cleared an
0: insurrection. Wouldn't it? that have been an insurrection? I think.
4: Well, yeah. And uh, the thing is, is, you know, we know Jesus had the power. He could have took that whole temple down if he wanted to but he was showing us how to live our earthly life. You know, he was showing us his whole, his whole uh, ministry was showing us how we should be trying to live our human lives to serve the Lord. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he wouldn't have cleared that temple that day if he wouldn't have acted and went in there and did it. So it's just Mm -hmm. a lot to Jesus's example about showing us. I mean, he could have took that temple down through some miraculous power that he had, but instead, He went in there and showed us how to do it as a human and how to act and take action and use our power.
0: Amen. Amen. So, folks, insurrection, stay with me now, is a rising against civil political authority, the open and active opposition of a number of persons to the execution of law in a city or state. It's equivalent to sedition. Except sedition expresses a less extensive rising of the citizens. It's just a smaller, group. It's just a small group. It differs from rebellion, for the latter expresses a revolt or an attempt to overthrow the government. See, we those guys in D.C. They were trying to overthrow the government. They were trying to reclaim it. They were trying to overthrow it to establish a different one or to place the country under another jurisdiction. They only wanted the original jurisdiction, see. They only wanted the original one. They didn't want a new one. It differs from mutiny as it respects the civil or political government. Whereas a mutiny is in open opposition to the law, we wanted the enforcement of the law. You get it? You see the difference here? So there's nothing wrong with an insurrection against unrighteous action. Unrighteous action should spur you to action. It should spur you to action. By the way, even in your church. One place where you're not allowed, yeah, Jack, to enforce the law, not overthrow it. We simply want them to follow the law. And when they don't follow the law and we show up, it's not an insurrection. It's an exhortation, exertion of our authority to do it according to the law. But the problem is the church no longer has any authority, right? There's a separation between the church and the state. All power is given unto me both in heaven and earth, meaning the church is still in power over the government. We just don't think we are. Randy.
4: Coach,
5: I'm trying, I want to draw us a little picture. See this to see this truth you're bringing to us today, Acts chapter 7, coach. Uh, just start at verse 47 and just read it down to 51. 47, Acts 7,
0: 47 to 51. Okay, give it Yeah, this will put
5: perspective. Coach, this is the Holy Spirit, this is where we get our power, this is the source of all the power, it's all everything we can do as the church. Comes by the Holy Spirit. So just put this picture there. Can you
0: get that up for us? Acts, what was it, Randy?
5: Acts seven. And it's verse just start 47 and go to 51. All right. That'll do. Acts forty, Acts 7,
0: verse 47. But Solomon built him a house. Albeit the house the most high dwelleth not in temples made with hands, as says the prophet. Heaven is my throne, and earth is my footstool. What house will you build me, says the Lord, or what is the place of my rest? Hath not my hand made all of these things, the Lord says? You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, you do always resist the Holy Ghost, as your fathers did, so do you. Which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted? They have slain them, which showed before, of the coming of the just one, of whom you have been now the betrayers and the murderers.
5: It's no different today, Coach. They, the church resists the Holy Spirit. That's why they have no power He's not looking for a building, coach. He doesn't need it. He's looking for a body. He he does. He doesn't need a temple made with hands. He needs our temple. And when you see someone full of the Holy Spirit, coach, just follow them around and watch the watch what happens. You see the power and the authority of God on the earth.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. So, how many times have you ever come home from a meeting or been somewhere? And all the way home, you're beating yourself saying, "Daggon it, I should have said something. That's the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And you hear the prompting of the Holy Spirit. By the way, you being his vessel through which all power is going to flow and you don't open your mouth. How's the Holy Spirit going to flow? If he doesn't have a vessel, if you're not plugged into the power, or wait a minute, you're plugged into the power, which is a short. It's a short in the fuse. We've been taught in Christianity to go along and get along. Don't make waves. When, in fact, that's our entire purpose here, to speak the
3: truth to power. Jeff Nell and Janine.
4: Yeah, yeah, coach. Uh, I remember back when we f- first started out when you with the first boot camp and you talked about having an experience going to the Columbus homosexual parade going in the target, having the training to experience it. So it's like we go to uh, Mark, Matthew 10 or Luke chapter 10, when he, uh, he sends the apostles out, so he gives them instructions and they go through the experience. Or they actually, before they go out, they get explained and do little tidbits here and there to get the experience, so they have the the strength to able to do what they're told to do. So you go back to Luke chapter 10, talks about it's the sending out the 70 others, and they were on the apostles that and they saw this and they all had this experience. So these churches have been influenced to be through it. Intellectual, emphasize the intellectual maturity, but no training. So that's a big work part on that. So a lot of people don't have that confidence to stand up and that's have right. that experience. So they don't do. know
0: they're supposed to, Jeff. They don't right. know they're supposed to. Yeah.
4: Right. All right. Yeah.
0: Amen. I'm looking for something. Go ahead, Janine. Let's go back to the law. Um, there's
1: We have a physical and a spiritual. people say, oh, we're not under the law anymore. No, we have a, it depends on which king you're serving, the king of the earth or the king of heaven. The When it says we're not under the law, we're not under the penalty of the law if you are um, his, because the law started way in heaven. It never changed. But as people, we seem to look towards the physical earth law, And we get mad because we don't under, you know, if you go speeding, you're going to get a ticket. Well, you have to understand the two laws. You are not um, under the penalty, but you're looking at man's law rather than God's law and not appealing to heaven. So you can't exercise your power because you don't know who you are in Christ.
0: Amen. Well, amen. You don't understand the power and authority that you that you carry as a believer, right? Jesus said, "I read it earlier. All power has been given unto me." Is that Matthew chapter five? Where is that? Where Where is it? Now, ask yourself this question. I think it's Matthew five. No. Uh, Does Jesus have all power? Does he have it? And if Jesus has all power,
5: Matthew twenty
0: eight. Thank you. Matthew 28. Matthew 28. Verse eight. Jesus has all power, and Jesus says all power has been given unto you. Matthew, Matthew 28. Are you there, Spence?
5: Verse 18, Coach.
0: Yeah. Matthew 28, 18. Spencer, are you there, man? <laughs> okay. I can't see it. Is it somewhere up here? I don't see it. Matthew twenty. Matthew 28, 18. Does anybody see it besides me? I'm not seeing it on my end. Maybe it's just on my There it is. Okay. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me. Where? Where? Every place except Washington, D.C. Every place except the school system. Every place except... The county uh, board of election. I, I have, look, my power is really strong, but it's limited. I just have jurisdiction, certain jurisdictions I'm allowed in. Is that what it says? No. All power has been given unto me, where? Both in heaven and in earth. And he says, hey, hey, go. What? So, yeah, listen, you got to go because you're the cleanup party, right? I'm putting a badge on you. I'm making you deputy sheriff of my kingdom. And do me a favor. Go clean up that mess, will you? You guys go do that. And as you clean up the mess, teach them to observe all I've commanded you. You do that. And don't be afraid because I'm going to be with you. Even until the end of the world. That that Those three scriptures, those three verses are not practiced or taught or believed in the American Christian church, period. Amen. They don't believe all power is given to me in heaven and earth. And if he's our commanding officer, then he gives you delegated power and delegated authority. And what's the problem? What's, what's the promise? And when you go and you exercise that delegated authority, you're going to be hated of all men. <laughs> They're going to hate you. He said, don't worry about they hated me first. But see, the church doesn't want to do that because they might get a reputation in town. And then other people aren't going to come to that church. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Uh, in fact, some people might leave because Jesus is about love and tolerance. And he gets us. He gets us. Coach, why do you bring that divisive message? Why are you doing that, Coach? Jesus is about love. God is love, coach.
3: Yeah. Craig.
1: One of the reasons that God answered Solomon's prayer out of all the things that he asked for was wisdom. How am I gonna <laughs> how am I gonna control not control, but you know, you put me in this position. What am I supposed to do with these people? Yep, yep, yep. And and that's the thing. That's that's a big missing component because we can have power, but you can exert power at the wrong time. We can have, uh, you know, authority. We can, you know, use our authority in in the wrong way. Right. Misuse uh, of
0: authority, misuse of power. Yes.
1: Right. and, And knowledge is attainable, but wisdom only comes from God. And if you don't have that relationship with God to hear his voice, When to speak, when to stop, when to go, when not to go. You'll be like Paul, who was trying to go somewhere, and he said, the Holy Spirit stopped me, (laughs) right? So Mm -hmm. wisdom is a good thing to pray for in all things.
0: So all authority, all authority is delegated authority, folks. All authority. Every bit of it is delegated authority. All of it comes from God. And so we set up a power structure. We set up elected officials. You look at our government. We have a president. He's not above the law. We have a Supreme Court. They're not above the law. We have a Congress. They're not above the law. They are all subject to the law. And all power has been given unto who? Unto the church. To do what? To execute power and authority over the government. But well, We've allowed that reversal to take place. We've got some of our friends who are in jail or facing going to jail for simply doing what? exerting their authority to call out the government when they overstep their bounds. The government does not have the authority to murder unborn babies. They don't have that authority, and they can't give it to anybody else. And the only one that's blocking it is the church, and the church won't block it. Amen. So the church thinks power comes from the government. Amen. The church thinks that the government is above the church. The church thinks they need the government's uh, approval to do things. You understand? You understand what's happened to us? But here's the good thing.
3: Go back to that chart of all those churches if you can find that thing, Spencer. Here's what I know. I'm looking at that chart. Pull up Ohio there. Squeeze in there. I know that... uh, More than 12% of Ohioans are Christians, and I'm looking for those.
0: And people say, I I have this great frustration because people will say to me uh, in a nice way, well, Coach, you've alienated so many of the churches and so many of the pastors. Yeah. Can't tell you the truth. That's not my fishing hole anymore. That's not my fishing hole. Those 12% that are in there, what are they in? See, this is going to make some of you mad. What are you doing? What are you doing to the cultural obligation to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world outside your church and your family? And I would say nothing. And so people out there who, who are Christians or considering to be Christians, they look at it and say, "Well, why would I why would I want to go Why would I want to go to church? They just, they just want my money. They just want my money. Why Why would I go there? And all the mega churches and all that stuff. Oh man! See, there's a real I don't know what the message is. This is a very prophetic message that a transgender would show up at Joel Osteen's church with a gun. There's a real message there, friends. Because Joel Osteen in Lakewood Church is a friend of the transgender. Yes or no? There's a real message
3: there. We haven't figured it out.
0: So coach, wrap it up here, will you? Yeah, I'm gonna try to wrap it up. I don't care wherever you are and what it is that you're dealing with. You have the power and the authority to correct the situation. You're just not willing to pay the price. Hmm? Wanna have all your family over and have a big Christmas party and half of you don't speak together? Huh? Half of you don't like each other, right? I'd rather just have a party with the five that like me. Right? And the more you speak the truth, the more that division comes. Remember this, don't ever forget this, folks. Shall so know the truth and speak the truth. And it's the truth that will make us free. Susie, quickly. Real is
1: rare and fake is everywhere.
0: Amen. Real is rare and fake is everywhere. It's everywhere. Fake is called woke. Fake is called woke. Most of the world is woke. Most churches, no, I can't say that. Churches had Super Bowl parties where there were sexual gyrations on the screen at halftime. Amen. Churches did Churches didn't rise up against it and push back against it. Churches openly hosted the demonic inside their churches. Oh, good word, Susie. All power has been given unto us. How are we going to use it? What are we going to do about it?
3: See you tomorrow.